Hello everyone, this is your host Jeff for Jeff's Coffee House Chat and with me today is Jeff. Thank you for showing up, you're welcome. Good to have you here, my pleasure. All right, well, let's start with the non-news at six o'clock this morning, still half asleep, shock and horror on the news first thing this morning as I had it playing in the background there is a chance of rain this morning here in central Florida and people should be prepared to go outside take an umbrella and perhaps get wet and take shelter indoors if the rain is really hard um This does not seem particularly like news to me at 6 in the morning. I don't think that's the highest priority for Central Florida. Certainly not the US and certainly not the world. But this is the way the day has started with news. So that was extremely underwhelming. Underwhelming to say the least. That little beep was a text from my wife. Uh, yeah, no, I can't read that one to you. So, uh, probably you're not probably interested anyway. So, um, I hope your week has been going well. Certainly has been a lot of stuff in the news this week about climate. We have areas on fire. We have areas that are being flooded. We have California rocking and rolling and shaking itself to pieces. We have all kinds of crazy intense storms over the southern U.S. And of course, this sparks a debate about climate change. What are we going to do about it? Whose fault is it? Is it real? I mean, I don't know about you. I don't think it can be any more obvious that the climate is changing. Forget the political views. There's there's no point in having a political view. This is a happening thing. And that not happening is in, hey, this is happening, man. This is cool. No, that, that's not what I meant. It, it's, it's happening. You can't deny it. Right? So, then there is a group of the camp that says, yes, but the world has always been like this. It goes in these cycles. The world has seen this before. And this really, in fact, is nothing new, and humans have not caused this. And okay, I respect that view. That's entirely their view. I'm not in that camp, but I don't have to be in that camp, and I don't mind if people are in that camp. But the fact remains that it is affecting society. So one thing or the other, one 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 of the other sides of the um, what the heck do you call those things in the park? Oh, getting old sucks. Seesaw, the seesaw, climate on one end. Society on the other. So society has got huge, right? What are we at? Eight billion people now? 
a tiny bit more after last night because I had two Rita's ice creams within an hour. I couldn't help myself. I had an attack. So just over 8 billion now. Or at least that's how the world feels it. Actually, I wonder when the world's going to cave in because of the weight. Yeah, I'm going off on a tangent there. But society is being affected by this climate change. So even if the climate change is not actually a change, it's just a repeat of a pattern that's been going on for millennia, okay, that's fair enough. If those people are right, those people are right. But it doesn't change the impact that it's having on society because society has changed. And not only has it got bigger, exposing more people to the effects of these pretty dramatic climatic events, affecting them in many ways, not enough food, not enough water, too much water, whatever the case may be, water erosion of islands and people's homes being wiped out. It's affecting society. So, so one or the other has to change. Either change climate or change society. Society has to adapt or a combination of the both. And I think it's got to be a combination of the both. I think it's a little bit too late, and maybe impossible, and just maybe has never been possible that people in the camp of this has happened all the time throughout history, even if it's not documented, could be right. Um, so therefore, that means society has to adapt. Can't live near the ocean because it's coming further inland right now. Maybe 10,000 years, it'll go further out again. I won't be particularly worried about it at that point, unless I've been reincarnated as something that lives on the beach, in which case I'll have to keep moving, and I'm lazy, so I won't like that. So one or the other has to be adapted, or, like I said, a combination of both. I think that as a society... We need to be responsible for uh, future generations and do what we can to stabilize the climate and not deliberately contribute to the increased power that it is gaining from the increased heat in the world. I'm not going to go there on the sources of that heat. I'm not going to talk about fossil fuels, greenhouse gases, I do have my own opinion, but this show is not meant to be about my opinion or things like that that are inflaming. It's meant to be just provoking a thought, not a thought experiment. We hate that term, remember, from show number one, no thought experiments. That's, if we hear that from a guest, exit, 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 stage left immediately. So... I hope you'll agree with me that some adaptation by society is required because the climate is affecting society. We have to adapt, and if we can, do our part in 
taking some of the power out of climate if we're contributing to it, again, you'll have your own views on that, that surely, as a matter of survival for the future, if not for ourselves, we need to do that. And just looking at these stories and looking at the effects on people's lives, that have, uh, it, it's a daily occurrence now. And do we bury our heads in the sand and just carry on just because that particular day is not affecting us? Because the next day, it, it might. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I certainly don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not on a floodplain or anything like that, but it doesn't mean that the ocean won't suddenly arrive at my back door. I'm not that far away from it. Who knows? We never really know. So there's something to think about, right? That there's something to think about, something talk to talk about around the the water cooler in the office if you're going to the office, which is a good segue into working remotely. Hands up if you do a lot of remote work. Let me have a look. How many hands have gone up? I can see you all. Not. So how's that working out for you? Enjoying it? I think a lot of people are. A lot of people are stipulating it when they're changing jobs. There's got to be a certain proportion of the time where they have to be allowed to work remote because they can do a better work-life balance. This is fine as long as the work gets done. Well, how do you measure where the work's getting done? And what about the societal impact of remote working? We're a species that historically has survived together and worked together, and we have more and more ways to connect with each other now of which I use zero. I don't have FaceX or whatever that is. Not thread, Twitter? No, it's not through Twitter. What is it? X, right? X, Threads, Facebook. I don't have any of that. I don't have time for that stuff. I, anyway, I'm boring. Who on earth would read my stuff? I don't have, don't have time. No one would read it. Don't have it. But... Pretty much everyone else does. So there's obviously a sense and and a need for people to talk with each other and and make at least a connection that exists in their head, even if it's not in reality. And then there are these people that get into virtual arguments online. Which, which just seems crazy to me. And then I think about working remote and that takes you further away from being a connected to society member on the days that you're not in the office or the work site, wherever you happen to be. It's great to have the tools to work remote. And you know what? If, if you're not feeling well and you can work remote and do some work that day from home instead of going in and spreading your germs it's great it's fantastic for that but to have it as a core part of work i guess i'm just old-fashioned 
because, you know, at 100 years from now, no one's going to know who I am. Hell, I don't even know who I am most of the time today. It won't matter what I think, and we'll probably be there. It'll be, I don't know, avatars all working remotely. Let's hope something gets done. And, um, oh, it doesn't matter. Skynet will have taken over with AI, and none of us will be here by then. But let's have a think about that. Notice I didn't say thought experiment, bad word, dollar jar. If you say that word, it goes in the dollar jar. And then you send it to me. No, I'm just kidding. So let, let's think about that. Let's not lose that connection. You know, so many times in the work line of work that I'm in, I hear from customers that we're a very people-friendly company. It's one of our competitive advantages. And one of the ways we've built that culture is as a group of people that work together and that uh, socialize together sometimes. We are kind of a, a family, albeit sometimes disjointed. And the more and more remote work that gets done, surely that type of stuff starts to dilute and you lose that, um, that connection, that ability to connect maybe some empathy, you know, does the things become more sterile? But here's a bigger question. Does anyone really care? Does anyone really care? I, I care. Maybe I'm the only one. Perhaps you care, perhaps you don't. Perhaps you think this is just a load of old dribble. And they very well might be. These are just my thoughts. But, you know... When I think about the size of our society and our connectability now, and the connectability is just growing in leaps and bounds, because even in, in the poorest countries, in the farest reaches of the, of the globe, we have the ability to connect through the internet via all these low-Earth orbit satellites that are going up. We're all connected Somehow, if we want to be, if we want to be, and some of us, some people, I, I'm not in, I don't put myself in that category, some people, that's all they want to do. But in the process, they seem to isolate. And people miss moments of experience because they're already talking about the experience to a whole bunch of people on I don't know if I'm even allowed to say the words without getting trouble but these social media platforms that are popular oh I'm here at the Statue of Liberty click 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 look at all these pictures here's a selfie yeah 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 blah 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 looks very nice thumbs up yes it looks nice wonderful yeah blah 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 Good on you. Yeah, it looks lovely. So glad you finally made it. You get home and do you remember being there? Did you get a feeling? Did you touch anything? Did you did you, did you get a, 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 a any kind of sensation from it? Any kind of awe and wonder? Or did you just put it up there so that you could 
leave your mark that you had been there and then move on to the next one. I'm not criticizing people that do this. That's that's their choice. And if that makes them feel good, that's totally okay. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just wondering where does it all leave lead in the long run? I, I really don't know. Nor do you. But it's a question that we should ask ourselves and think about and if we have children, what, what do we want them to think about as they grow up and as they move forward and as the world becomes more connected yet more isolated? It's this dichotomy that's going to be very confusing. And inevitably the things that I get involved in at work, the things that get escalated, are usually more nothing more than some type of communication hiccup along the way. Could be an email that was oddly worded or not clear enough or not timely enough or not received or not sent or misinterpreted or could just be general lack of I don't know what the word is, general lack of accountability for interacting with people in a timely manner. You know, these skills, again, maybe in a hundred years it it won't matter. Maybe we're going through this transition period. Maybe, you know, we're transitioning now away from societal togetherness to remote togetherness, if that makes any sense at all. AI is a whole different subject that I don't know too much about. But from what little I do know, we'll talk about that another time. I'm not ready to talk about that. I'm not sure I'll ever be ready to talk about it too intelligently. But we'll talk about that in another time. So be ready for that one. I'm sure you've been thinking about that one. That's all over the news as well. But just think about that. Remote togetherness. That's kind of where we're headed right now. And it's a very, very odd situation. It's it's not where we were. You know, I used to... Uh, history was not my favorite subject at school, although the history teacher was extremely good-looking. That's that's why I stayed in the class, although I was kicked out to the back a couple of times. Actually, that happened in lots of my classes. But anyway... Um, but I always had this very arrogant approach to our ancestors four or five hundred years ago, prior to that, we're so much smarter than them, so much smarter. And when I look at where we are today, I'm not so sure that that's true. First of all, if you go back four, five, six, seven hundred years, kind of your own personal survival required some, some smarts, different kinds of smarts, not iPhone smart. Oh gosh, am I going to get sued for for using that trademark? I hope not. I got a bunch of iPhones. 
I'm a supporter. Please don't sue me. Um, so, now I've lost my train of thought because I got sued by iPhone. Yeah, so the ancestors had to be kind of smart, right? To survive at the very least. But actually, if you look at the things that they built and the society that they built and the accountability that they held. I mean, in, in my country where I was born, in the UK, one way to hold accountability was if you're a naughty boy, you get put in the village stocks and people throw rotten vegetables and rocks at you during the day. We don't do that now. That would not be politically correct, of course. Uh, but people were held accountable, I think, more than they are today. Were we better off for it? No. There was some bad stuff going on, of course there was. I'm not saying that it was all good. But what I believe is in some ways we were more self-sufficient out of necessity and a little bit smarter. And now we're reliant on technology, which is good to a point. Technology can really help improve the quality of life for many people. I think the balance of where that quality of life improvement has really become one-sided, that's an entirely different discussion. And that's almost verging on the political, so we're probably not going to go there, because remember, that's one of our golden rules on this show. But fast forward, say from the 1500s to now, which group of people were actually smarter, do you think? I'm asking you the question. You don't have to answer it. You can't phone me because you don't have my number. Although I'm sure some of you are tracking, trying to track me and uh, if my phone rings now, I'm going to freak out. But think about that. Just ask yourself that question. Think about it on the way to work, on the way home. Are we smarter then or are we smarter now? And where are we going in terms of smarts? Does it matter? Will AI make it irrelevant anyway? No idea. I have no idea. But these are the things that uh, this show is hopefully going to make more and more people think about. And, and maybe someone way, way smarter than me will come up with... I won't say a solution because I don't know exactly if there is a problem, what the problem is. Therefore, I don't know that a problem, uh, that a solution has to be created. But out of questions can come some very interesting actions, right? And my hope is with these shows that I do and the people that come and give her their time to do them with me, that, that, that somewhere some little differences are made that improve things, even if it's just for one person, it, it's worth it to me, in my mind. Um, that's it from me for this morning. I have a long day. It's an early start for me. I didn't want to leave it too long between shows. I wanted to just 
connect with you for those of you that are listening and uh, let you know that I'll be back shortly. But think about those things for a moment. And uh, when you've thought about that, look for, look for the next sign that makes you go, hmm, what the heck does that mean? Or is just plain, plain silly. Okay, have a great day everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. And look forward to talking you, talk, talking you, that's good English, talking with you very soon. And uh, it's obviously time for me to have another coffee. I wish you all a great day. Take care.